Hi everyone and welcome to Niche of Science. Uh, today is going to be our first episode, which is super, super awesome. Uh, it's going to be an Earth Day episode recorded and posted on Earth Day. My name is Victoria. I'll be your host for this episode and hopefully every other episode. Um, a little background before we dive into the episode on Earth Day. Uh, I started niche of science because I am a big, big, big science nerd. Love it. Every aspect of it. Can't get enough of it. It is my true and complete obsession. I love it so much. <laughs> um, so I had originally started a Instagram page that was niche of underscore science. And I had posted uh, different things science related um, and my goal with that page was to kind of re-spark that love and just intense wonder that comes from the subject of science that I felt as a kid that a lot of people feel as kids when they're seeing their first experiments, when they're dissecting owl pellets, you know, when they're doing the frog dissections, all of that uh, insane stuff um, that you that you do as a child in school and you learn about um, kind of gets forgotten about and that excitement and wonder just kind of disappears as you grow up and you worry about more things like jobs and bills and taxes, gross stuff, you know? Um, so I had created that Instagram page to kind of re-spark people's interests and then basically as like a venting post for me to just throw up all of this science stuff without bottling it up inside of me. Um, I ended up completely forgetting because ADHD and everything <laughs> and um, just completely forgot about it until just recently. And I was like, okay, I love doing it so much. I need to start doing it again. But how can I take this farther? So um, I used to have a former uh, previous podcast uh, called uh, In the End of the Anthropocene, basically about environmental protection and how we need to be doing what we can um, as we are currently entering the Holocene. Um, and then I ADHD forgot that too. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to start over. <laughs> Um, so I created this podcast, Niche of Science, to go along with that Instagram page and kind of hopefully, I'm hoping I can, I've now progressed in my ability to remember things and stay on topic um, with my ADHD. So <laughs> I want to make this a weekly thing, but We'll see. I'm hoping and praying, and I have people that can help me remember. So, <laughs> um, yes, blabbering. Uh, let's get into the episode for today. We're going to be talking about Earth Day, um, the history behind it, some fun facts, uh, and sharing some ideas on how you can celebrate it. Um, we'll also be discussing the theme for Earth Day 2023, so stay tuned. Very excited to... Uh, be talking about that. But let's go ahead and dive into the history of everything. Um, so the first Earth Day was held in April 22nd, 
1970. It was organized by Senator Gaylord Nelson uh, of Wisconsin in the U.S. uh, For all my people listening that aren't in the U.S. uh, who wanted to bring attention to environmental issues that were not being addressed by the government at the time. Uh, He had been inspired by the student anti-war movement and wanted to harness that energy for a cause that he believed was just as important. And it is. Uh, Without Earth, we literally would not exist. Uh, And it's unfortunate that we're at a point where we have to dedicate a holiday to it just so we could, I don't know, guilt trip people into (laughs) cleaning up their messes. Um, But Senator Nelson recruited... uh, Dennis Hayes, uh, a young activist, to organize uh, a national Earth Day event. Uh, Hayes and his team went on to organize events in cities and towns, like across the entire country. And it ended up drawing like over 20 million participants in these events. And it was so, so insane that they had such an amazing response from people. Um, the event was such a huge success that it led to a lot of key political things uh, and governmental uh, things as well. So, like, it led to the creation of the uh, EPA, the Environmental Protective a- Protection Agencies for the U.S., uh, and then it also helped with the passage of several key environmental laws uh, such as like the Clean Air Act and the Clean Water Act. Uh, so since then, Earth Day has become like a global event with millions of people participating in events and activities to raise awareness about environmental issues. So it's kind of uh, all these people are getting together and these events are highlighting the urgent need to take action and protect our planet, its natural resources, the animals, us, you know. Um, so Earth Day is a really big thing uh, when it comes to taking care of what was given to us uh, and, you know, the planet that we've kind of taken advantage of but earth day is meant to remind people that we need to give more than we take so some fun facts you know about earth day is that uh, currently it is celebrated in over 190 countries worldwide uh April 22nd for everyone. Um, and each country, you know, has their own ways of celebrating. Uh, with recently, uh, Germany celebrated by the passing of a lot of their green laws. Um, but you have a lot of the Nordic countries, uh, that do a lot of cleanup and, uh, earth healing and then you've got places like the u.s that do that does the tree plantings and the plastic cleanups the beach cleanups so earth day is a really big day for um those cleanups and the plantings uh you know it's one of the reminders that 
Mm. Not everyone thinks about the Earth and all that kind of stuff every day, but it's nice that, you know, Earth Day is kind of there to remind them. Um, so, like, some previous themes for Earth Day, like in Earth Day 2020, was climate action, and then uh, 2021 was restore our Earth. Um, but there are a lot of ways that people can get involved, you know, no matter where you are, if you're, if you're at your own house, if you're in an apartment, if you're anywhere, if you're still living with your parents, if you're young, you're older, uh, just anyone could get involved. Uh, so some ideas are like planting a tree or a garden, whether it be a vegetable garden or a flower garden. Uh, this is a great way to give back to the environment and kind of make your area really pretty. Uh, one thing about this sort of time is that, you know, it's spring, so the butterflies are starting to make their way back north after doing their great migration uh, down to the south in Mexico. Uh, so the butterflies are starting to fly back up north. So a lot of those uh, gardens, especially if they have po pollinator-friendly gardens, um, are definitely a stopping point for these butterflies and the pollinators, bees, all of these very important creatures. Um you can, another idea you could do is you could clean up litter uh, in your community. Uh, organize a group to pick up trash in a local park, beach, or uh, other public spaces. So after I'm done recording this episode, I'm actually going to go out to two city parks uh, where I'm at. And I'll be bringing a couple trash bags with me and kind of cleaning up whatever trash I find. And this is something that you can do on a uh, kind of more frequent basis. If you're someone who likes to go out on walks or hikes or stuff like that, even carrying something as small as like one of those bathroom trash bags or even a Walmart bag, um, you can bring those with you and then just whatever trash you see, just pick it up with you. Uh, I always recommend just having some gloves with you uh, just because you don't know what's been touching that stuff before you touch it. Um, so I always recommend gloves, gloves, gloves. Uh, but that's something that I do uh, a lot whenever I go on my hikes. I like to bring a little bag so I could fill up. It just makes, aside from the beautiful views, it just makes me feel like my walk was a little more beneficial. Uh, so another thing that you can do is you could reduce your energy use. Uh, so like turn off your lights and appliances when you're not using them. Uh, switch to some energy efficient light bulbs and use uh, public transportation or carpool instead of driving alone. Or, you know, if you're someone like me, just don't drive anywhere. <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> um but yeah, so reducing your energy use and turning off appliances. So I've recently learned about this new thing called phantom energy. So like even when your appliances aren't on, if they're still plugged in, they're like still taking just a little bit of energy and it's still using that, which is super, super weird. Um, and I didn't go super in depth with my research or anything, but what is recommended is if you don't want to be using that phantom energy and losing all that and having to pay for that later, um, 
a lot of your appliances that aren't used on like a day to day, you know, unplug them. Uh, a lot that goes with like a lot of your kitchen appliances. Um, at just about everything from your, uh, except your refrigerator and maybe a microwave, you know, all of those stuff, unless you're planning on using it every day, kind of, you can unplug it and then just plug it back in whenever you're ready to use it. Uh, but that's another idea. Uh, another, um, activity you could do is like choose environmental friendly products. Uh, so I do want to make a note on this one, choosing environmentally friendly products. Uh, I would love to say that I live this section in my life wholeheartedly, but I don't. I try my best to reduce my non-environmentally friendly product usage as much as possible, my single-use products, plastics, and stuff like that. I try to minimize that where I can, um, but there are a lot of things that I either haven't gotten around to um, replacing or financially it's just more feasible to uh, use the products that I already use. Um, so it, it can be something as little as getting a scrubber, uh, like a bamboo scrubber to replace your sponge. Um, it could be something as simple as, um, you know, when you get takeout from a restaurant, instead of throwing away that takeout container. So, uh, if it's plastic, you know, you can, instead of throwing it away, you can just wash that container, reuse it. Um, cooking, um, your single use goes down a lot when you're cooking rather than getting fast food every night. Uh, try and bring your own utensils places. Uh, if you do go out to eat, that gives out plastic uh, utensils. Carry your own straw. Uh, even if it's like a, one of those hardy plastic straws that you get from the dollar store, uh, if you're reusing it, you are reducing your um, single-use products. Uh, and then just reusing things that you normally wouldn't think to reuse um, that can definitely help you, uh, your, your impact and minimize it. Uh, so, you know, when you're choosing environmentally friendly products, you want to look for products that are made, uh, from sustainable materials, um, have minimal packaging or are biodegradable or recyclable. Um, so like another one thing that I like, uh, there's a deodorant brand called Human, um, their deodorant is actually in cardboard containers. Um, and rather than using the plastic and aluminum containers from other deodorant brands, humans got theirs in cardboard and it's just super nice. And their fragrance are really nice as well. Uh, so there's this idea that you that choosing the sustainable products and these environmental friendly products uh you're not going to be getting the same level of quality uh as the very big 
name brand products that have been around for years and years, uh, which simply isn't true for a lot of things. Uh, but you know, of course it's entirely up to your discretion. Uh, but when you're looking for these environmental friendly products, definitely something that you can either reuse in multiple ways. Um, like you're, everyone knows the stereotypical, um, what is it? Uh, foreign mom who packs the, uh, her kids lunches using like empty butter containers and stuff like that. Um, so that is a hundred percent doing your job to minimize your, uh, single use plastic. I will a hundred percent reuse my butter containers, my strawberry jam jars. Um, I'll use my barbecue sauce container and clean that out and use that to either like water my plants or just use it around the house. Uh, a lot of your single plastic things, a lot of things in your fridge and your freezer can definitely be reused. Uh, another thing you could do is um, you can do uh, beeswax uh, taper. Uh, so, when you want to, instead of using like saran wrap or cling wrap and that plastic stuff or, or Ziploc bags, um, this beeswax paper, it is super, super durable. It can fold into and shape any type of thing you need to fold it around. Uh, and it's super easy to clean, reuse. And if you ever need to re-wax, it's super, super awesome. I love using them. Um, but another thing that you can do for Earth Day is educate others about environmental issues, uh, spread awareness about Earth Day and the importance of protecting the environment through social media, word of mouth, or even hosting a community event, um, you know, something like doing a community trash pickup, uh, a tree planting thing, um, recycling, you know, just anything that can get you and other people in your neighborhood and your surrounding area to kind of give back to the planet. Uh, that's definitely what the goal is for um, Earth Day. So the theme of Earth Day for 2023, drum roll please, is sustainable consumption and production. This theme kind of focuses on the need for individuals and companies, very important, and companies to be more mindful of their consumption habits and to reduce waste. So the goal is to encourage people to make sustainable choices in their daily lives and to promote sustainable uh, economic growth. So uh, a lot of these companies have recently uh, switched to like paper straws and uh, instead of automatically including plastic utensils in their um uh, to go bags, they'll make it an option where you can choose if you would like some or not. Um, you can definitely look for toilet paper companies um, that make their toilet paper from bamboo uh, or even companies that wrap their toilet paper uh, in 
paper rather than wrapping it in plastic like a lot of the companies do. One company that I love super, super, super a lot is Real. Uh, so they are a company and they make bamboo um, toilet paper. And I have been using them for, gosh, so long now. Um, and it's super, super sturdy. They, uh, it, the little pieces don't fall apart off the toilet paper. Um, but it's soft. Like it doesn't feel like, um, sandpaper. So they make toilet paper, paper towels, tissue, uh, all from bamboo, um, rather than trees. Uh, so the company is called Real, R-E-E-L. Uh, and then you can choose, they have options of choosing bamboo toilet paper or recycled toilet paper. Um, personally, I use the bamboo one. That's just my favorite. Um, and then it, it's also a subscription service. So you could kind of set up how many rolls you want subscription base maybe once a month once a two months um and then a great thing to do if you're not feeling like super confident and you maybe don't want to jump right into a subscription they're also sold at target so target does sell them or you can buy them from amazon um but definitely definitely take a look at them i love them a whole lot um and just kind of little things like that. Uh, before that, I was using Charmin, uh, and I had issues with it because, uh, the things that, uh, PNG does and they're not the most environmentally friendly, environmentally cautious company. Um, so I wanted to switch to something that I had a good feeling about. Um, and toilet paper is just something that people need. It needs to happen. Um, and the fact that we've found a solution that doesn't require us to cut down thousands and millions of trees. Uh, so bamboo is a lot more sustainably friendly because they grow a lot easier. Um, they grow a lot faster and it does not require um, complete obliteration of ecosystems. Uh, like tree toilet paper does. But yeah, so that's a really cool product that you guys should definitely check, uh, check out, especially with our sustainable con uh, consumption and production theme for Earth Day of this year. Um, but kind of in conclusion, I know this is a relatively short episode. I want to do some a lot longer um, but it is like the first episode. Uh, so in conclusion, kind of Earth Day is an important event, uh, that raises awareness about like environmental protection. Uh, it was founded in 1970, uh, but it's become such a massive global event since then. There's so many ways to celebrate Earth Day from planting a tree to educating others about environmental issues. Um, so following this year's theme of sustainable consumption and production, uh, we definitely want this to highlight the need to make sustainable choices in our lives. I want to thank you guys 
um, all for listening and sticking with me while I ramble through just probably some nonsense. <laughs> um, don't you just love it? Uh, I really do appreciate you all listening. Uh, I hope you guys do come back. I'm not entirely sure what uh, next week's episode is going to be, but I I want to say maybe something space-related, because that's my favorite topic. I love science, but space just, oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please... Uh, rate, review, like, whatever you want uh, to interact, follow the podcast, uh, let me know what you think, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas, definitely, 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 definitely let me know, reach out to me, uh, follow my Instagram, niche of underscore science, that's N-I-C-H-O-F underscore S-C-I-E-N-C-E, Definitely follow me there. You can message me there. uh, And I will be doing my podcast episodes every week. I'm not sure if it's going to be every uh, every Saturday, but it most likely will be. Um, It'll be every Saturday. Uh, And then I really, really want to be able to do daily posts on Instagram. So definitely, definitely, definitely follow me there. Follow the podcast. uh, And I will see y'all next week. Bye. I love you.